Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Here's a question for you. What is art? There are various possible answers, from the personal and pragmatic, I know it when I see it, to the wide-ranging and ideological, anything that holds a mirror up to society. When we talk about art on a show that is about business, I can tell you one thing art is not. It's not something you go into to get rich. It's hard to imagine any other human endeavour that we regard as essential to our well-being and happiness being so openly unrewarded. Could you imagine the National Football League as non-profit? It would be laughable, but it's totally acceptable for arts institutions to be unfunded, receive no special tax credit status, and to make no money. That's why both of my guests today have businesses that are blatantly, openly, legally, and factually non-profit. Sam Oliver is the Executive Director of the Acadiana Centre for the Arts. The ACA is home for the arts with a capital A. They showcase visual and performing arts, they serve over 300,000 people a year and pay over 2,700 artists. Sam, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you so much, Ellie. Cindy Axtell has a more modest but extraordinarily innovative arts operation. It's called Deuxième V Creative, which is French for Second Life Creative. It's this unique combination of a recycling program, an arts program, an artist studio, art school and art gallery. The concept is simple. If you have something you're about to throw in the trash that could be used to create art, don't throw it out. Take it down to Deuxième V Creative. That something could be as obvious as art supplies or less obvious, like maybe a piece of vacuum cleaner that's broken and somebody could use in a piece of artwork. And if you're an artist or aspiring artist, you can go down to Dersey MV Creative and use the recycled supplies to create art. Cindy, I can't wait to hear more about how all this works. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you so much for having me. Sam. As the director of the ACA, you're the person responsible for making sure the operation brings in enough money to keep the doors open. As far as the visual arts side of the business, you don't even need doors. There's no admission. It's free. Absolutely. You charge folks to go to performing art events and movies, but the bulk of your operating budget comes from donations and sponsorships. Are there any expectations about what you should and shouldn't go on in the ACA from your financial sources? Or are people and corporations happy to just give you the money for other reasons, say tax deductions, and leave you alone to do what you do best? So it's always a blend, as I think it is for any kind of organization. For Acadiana Center for the Arts, really our budget is about 25%. Uh, private donations, public donations, and that kind of support. So it's not the majority of how we make our money, but it is. it does fill the gap between what we earn from things like ticket sales uh, or camp admission, and the gap between what that cost can reasonably be to the public to make sure that it's accessible to a broad, a broad public, uh, and then what it really costs to do the work, to keep the lights on, Uh, to keep the building open, to get the performers on stage, to make sure their microphone's working properly, to pay them a reasonable, livable wage, and so that everyone can have a, you know, wonderful time. In terms of do our donors influence us, 
they do and they don't. We have, we have some great supporters who believe that the work we do, broadly speaking, is something that they want to support. Uh, some great corporations and individuals in Lafayette. Lafayette's very fortunate to have uh, some great businesses and, and leaders in this community who really go out of their way to support the arts. Cindy, to most of us, recycling is a little bit of a mystery. We're in favor of it, but we don't really know what the heck happens to our recycled stuff after we get rid of it. When we take goods to Dirty and V Creative to get recycled, we can see them again into repurposed works of art. Although you're not trying to replace commercial recycling, there is a distinct environmental awareness to what you're doing. Your website describes your mission in part as helping to develop the thought process of creative solutions and the alternative uses to achieve social change to preserve the natural environment. There's a pretty lofty goal, and something I think that most of us hadn't considered, the link between art and the environment. What do you see is the ideal relationship between art and the environment? Well, I think that you're taking something that could be ugly and put into the, thrown out into the side of the road, and you're taking, turning it into something beautiful. So you're taking something and just creating a whole new thing. You have to think differently. You have to um, have a whole different thought process to get there. But you're just—it's just taking something that people don't want anymore. It's kind of like that lost little puppy walking down the road, and you just look at those big brown eyes and you take him home and cuddle with him. But we can't get puppies from you. So <laughs> thank you. Yes, please don't bring me puppies. <laughs> Although if you do, that's fine, right? Yeah, well, no. So what kind of things do you want people to bring? Because there's things you don't want. You don't want us just to bring a big plastic trash bag full of stuff we're throwing out. Right. What I, do you we want? We do have recycling that it needs to go into. So we want things that you don't think about, like uh, watches. Maybe maybe the watch doesn't work anymore, but somebody could take it apart and get the gears out of it. Of course many are digital now but clocks that have gears or parts of bicycles or I love metal I am totally attracted to metal so everything that's going to come out of my mouth is going to refer to metal but it could be um, tiles pretty tiles that could be used for mosaics so it's those things you look at and go oh this is kind of beautiful in its own way it is beautiful and you 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 feel in your gut that something somebody would love to do something with it but you don't know what to do with it and or you don't want another project that you'll do one exactly day. right some a lot of people come in and say oh my plate's just too full and I've never gotten around to it so. so that's one side of your business I can give you stuff that I feel like is you know someone else could want one day what about the other side as an artist what do I do? Can I come to you? Can I get some of this stuff? What happens at that site? So you can come in and purchase those items, and that's how we're surviving right now, is off of the sales of the things that people donate to us. We're still too new to get grants and corporate sponsorships and things like how that. How do you know what the resale value is for old watch parts or a bit of a typewriter? <laughs> that is the <laughs> hardest thing. That's the million-dollar question. We're still but, trying but to find the answer. But not a million dollars. We're free not market a million. rules, Aileen. This is a business show. That's right. Um, so, yes, you can come in and find. It could be paints. It could be um, maybe you want to learn um, oil painting. But you don't want to go out and invest a ton of money. So you you also take art supplies. We take art supplies of any kind. That would be our ideal situation. But there's also other things that can be incorporated into that medium. So it becomes mixed media art. 
you know, you're still using paints in your, but you may have beads in it or this, um, again, the gear. So is this kind of like a library for art supplies where I can come and look yes. around and... And speaking of libraries, we even have a bookshelf of books that you can sit down and read while you're there instead of having to purchase the book and you can get ideas of projects or, oh, I would love to learn how to do this and just come hang out with us. We're totally cool with that. And Sam, I'm coming back to you in a minute, but do you also have like a space? Can people come and work there? I think you do so many things and I, so people get confused and go, I don't understand. True. So you do all of these little things and I can come and I could buy some oil paints from you read a book about them and try them out all in your space yes you can yes you can we're also we've outgrown our space so we don't have a lot of that workspace left um, we're trying to find a space that would allow us to offer that more what a beautiful problem but the <laughs> cool thing that we just started doing is birthday parties for kids and it's all out of repurposed materials and they come in and make crafts and it's themed themed parties they come in and tell us what kind of things they like and children see recycling as well yeah obviously I can use that for anything whereas right. adults have a different view of it absolutely and so that's kind of the idea too is to be able to get to the children and it takes the message to the parents because the parents are too busy. So Sam, let's talk about your organization. You don't get to decide everything by yourself. There's like a board of directors. Yes, we have a board just like any other nonprofit. Um, they're very supportive, but they guide our overall direction as an organization. Who do we serve? How do we really want to prioritize what we do? Because we don't just work in the building itself and performing arts and visual arts, but we're also a contractor with the public school system. We bring uh, teaching artists into 77 public schools in Lafayette and St. Landry parishes. And so that's a major program that costs us money to go out and do. And we have to balance that need, big, big need in the community uh, for providing in-school education versus programs, you know, could we put on some more shows? you know, with the same funds? Yeah, maybe so, but we have to really sit there as a, a board. Because you're part of the community. You're not this separate art gallery where we're not allowed to talk to each other and we must only appreciate art on the highest level. You're part of a community. You have exhibitions of children's work that you've worked with in the schools. Yeah, I mean, we see ourselves as a, you know, cradle-to-grave art center. <laughs> we're here for the community. We're here for the long run. We've been around as the Acadian Arts Council originally since 1975. So there are people who've come up in public education or just as artists or individuals who attended a performance like one of our Louisiana Crossroads performances that that series predates our building by 10 years so we're about to celebrate the 20 year anniversary of that there are people who have been impacted without knowing it by the work we've done as an organization and we want to keep impacting them and keep bringing them greater quality of life until you know the end of their life so do you have to walk that line between it's an art center for everyone and art can sometimes be shocking and cause you to kind of question things Absolutely, because when it comes down to it, art isn't just about creativity, although we believe that that's incredibly important and that you know young people should be inspired and engaged and creative and as well as old people and everybody in between should be a part of people's lives. And art is a great way to make sure that that is happening, especially in education. But art is also about communicating ideas and challenging ideas and literally going through some other person's perspective uh, to see an issue in, in a way that you can't do in any other way. You, you know, just as a, a poet writes something that only comes from their mind, uh, a painting, a sculpture is something that's produced from only the, the mind and perspective of one person, and really good art tries to say something. 
So although you're both non-profits, you have to make enough money to keep your doors open. So how much of a business mind did you have coming in this and how much do you just care about the creativity? Mine's more of the creativity. I've, um, I had a, a newspaper once before <laughs> and that was very interesting, I know. But mostly I've just worked in the corporate world but not on the business end of it. Um, but you still have to be able to afford to keep your doors open. You say you want a bigger space. Right. So you have to, I mean, I'm sure if you lived in your perfect world, you would give the art supplies away and everyone Absolutely. would come to use them. Absolutely, I would. But no, this one is, um, you know, if we, if we have a bigger space, then we can generate more sales, which would give us more income. But right now it's just getting us by. <laughs> And I think as people get more used to it, like anyone can walk through your doors. You don't have to be a member of anything or understand Correct. anything. Correct. Right. No, all ages are welcome. Um, all skill levels are welcome. We can um, provide uh, tools or uh, ideas for the youngest person uh, up to... Cradle to grave, as Sam told us. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Cindy Axtell from Dozium V Creative and Sam Oliver from Acadiana Centre of the Arts. We'll be back after this very brief break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Cindy Axtell from Dozium V Creative and Sam Oliver from Acadiana Centre for the Arts. Sam. There's a perception about the ACA is like there's a membership so you can't just walk in. But in fact it's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. It's it's free and open to the public. Our galleries, our museum spaces are open every day except Sunday, you know, normal business hours and then we're open once a month in the evenings for Art Walk. On See, the Art Walk Saturday. everyone knows they can walk in, but Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure they don't think that they can walk in at any point. Right, not I mean being we a have member. a we have a great coffee shop and we have people who just come in during the day to come and work and enjoy and the beautiful life. And you have a meeting space with Wi-Fi and anyone can just Absolutely. Absolutely, because I mean, we are we're half art center, half community center, really. And to be the best organization we can be, to serve the community in the best way, we really need to be both simultaneously. So, having said that, that anyone can walk in at any time and enjoy most of the things that go on. You also have a membership. Absolutely. So now, tell me why I should be a member. <laughs> so members are our supporters. They donate to us, starting at sixty-five dollars a year. And frankly, we we wouldn't be able to open our doors without our membership. Uh, they receive, you know, some small benefits that are our way of saying thank you, discounts on tickets, uh, you know, nice little tchotchkes, depending on your level. You might get a lovely mug. You might get our great T-shirt. Uh, Kayla Zeke is designing our new uh, Season 9 shirt, so that's going to be a fabulous piece, and everybody should want to be a member to get that, but you should also want to be a member because we're here serving the community, and we're trying to provide service to not just you, but to the people behind you, the people who are coming up, the people who are going to be the next artists, the next creatives, the next people who are going to define our region and our city. Uh, and so I want you to be a member to help that person. For $65, I can put one student in Lafayette Parish School System in arts education for a year, which is incredible. So that's our starting membership level, and everyone should become that. And if you don't want to be a member, that's the person I really want to talk to because I want to know why not. Because I need to know exactly what we're not doing for every person so in this community. So if they don't wish to be a member, they should call you and set up an appointment. Call me and tell me exactly why not. Perfect. So we live in. We're <laughs> laughing. We live. My number in, is three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a place where we're very proud of our creative industry, of the music industry, and of the artists and the people that live here and come from here. And yet we're still they're still very underfunded. 
why and what can we do to change that? A long pause. <laughs> well, I mean, we have a policy as an organization uh, of arts compensation. So whether it's somebody we're putting on our big stage, the Hyman Center, or on the Monkus stage, you know, we're going to pay them uh, a market wage. But also if it's someone we're hiring to do a workshop or a summer camp or to perform at Gulf Brew or Beer Festival fundraiser coming up July 20th, uh, that those are opportunities where, yeah, we could be asking our local artists uh, for, you know, oh, cut us a break, give it, do this for free. But no, it's what the reason we exist is to support these individual, these culture bearers. And so we have a strict policy of we pay our artists, we always pay them, you we don't pay them on time. to pay in exposure like right. a lot of people. And if you want to do business with us, you have to do the same thing. Uh, Lafayette Consolidated Government has actually adopted this same policy from us uh, with their new create initiative as well. So we like to see that that's making some waves. And Cindy, how... You're, how are you helping artists get paid for what they do? Well, so right now, the only avenue we have to help them is they're, if they do repurposed art, they can display it and sell it in our shop. But it has to be 75% or greater repurposed materials used in the making of it to be sold in our shop. So not just any artist can come in. It has to be using repurposed materials in some fashion. And what are the most interesting or strange repurposed materials that you've seen? Oh, I've seen so many things. <laughs> um, I, it's just interesting. I don't know the answer to that one. You but have the everything most on your walls from beer cans to... I do. I do. It's, it's, and it's so much fun to see what somebody else thinks. So I can look at something and come up with an idea, but somebody else sees it totally different and they come up with a completely different idea. And that, I think, is the most rewarding part of the whole thing. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Burnett. I'm talking with Sam Oliver, Executive Director of Acadiana Centre for the Arts, and Cindy Axtell, founder of Doosium V Creative. Sam and Cindy, this is the part of the show that you're going to have fun at. It's called The Interview. Finally. Oh, yeah. Oh, the sarcasm. <laughs> you might regret having done that at this point in the show. Both of you are well-versed in hiring people, and hiring the right person for the right job is a tough task. With all the advances in business, hiring still comes down to the same 15 minutes it always has, the interview. One of the recent trends in trying to make job interviews more successful for both parties consists of asking job applicants questions that test their creative ability. I have a list of 20 of these interview questions in front of me and I'm going to ask you each to pick a number between 1 and 20. And let's ask one of the questions and see what happens. Oh Who wants boy. to go first? Sam just pointed at her. <laughs> Pick a number between 1 and 20. Let's go 7. This is a beautiful question. What's your favourite Disney princess? Oh, well, hmm, I have to go with Cinderella because that's my generation. <laughs> and what about Cinderella? Oh, she's just so sweet and beautiful. <laughs> she looks like me, right? She does. She really does. I can see that. See, these aren't hard questions, they're just seeing that little bit into your psyche. You see, I would have gone with Mulan, but you know, that's just, we're different, it's all right. <laughs> Wait a minute, would you have gone for Mulan for you or for Cindy? Well, I mean, definitely for myself, but you know, I can see how you're a Cinderella. You've got the long hair, you've got the whole experience. <laughs> yes, it could have been Rapunzel. It could have been. <laughs> Sam, pick a number between 1 and 20, you might want to avoid 
Seven, which is your, your Disney princess. Well, we already know where I stand on that one. Uh, I'll take 20. Let's go high. What was the last gift that you gave somebody? So, just bought my wife our uh, first anniversary gift, <gasps> which is the paper year, if you know about the you know types of gifts you're supposed to give based on different years. So paper, you know, what does paper do? Oh, paper is books. That's great. Paper is recycled materials. It's great. So we got her a nice recycled bag that's made out of certain types of papers, actually right over there. And, uh, and yeah, and also a lovely book on houseplants. Oh, so if we were in an interview situation and Sam answered that question, what would you think about him from that answer? From that answer? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to say that I think he knows his wife pretty well. I think that sounds like a, um, an insightful gift. He does sound sweet and caring, yes, doesn't he? Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> It's a new leaf, right? So depending on the job, that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, in, how is it, like the ACA, you need both of those sides. You need that sweet care inside, and then you need to, you're the one that makes sure the books are balanced. Oh, absolutely. And, and also, I mean, yeah, we are a business is the thing, and, and the art itself is not the only part of our business. We operate a facility. You know, our facility manager needs to be really on point. It's a giant facility. It's got air conditioners that die every other week and, you know, cost enormous amounts of money to replace and repair it's a beautiful facility so then maintaining it you know if, if something slacks off just a little bit it's instantly and hugely apparent because you know it would, if everything's pristine glass you see one little spot there then it's like okay well it, it stands out so what piece of the job surprised you that you weren't expecting before you went into the role hmm. i think what surprised me really because i, I grew up in lafayette um and I've known about the ACA and for that the Arts Council. What really surprised me was the number of people who don't know about it and don't know what it is, don't know what it does. And that was really just uh, a shock to me. I mean, I know that awareness is very often the problem for any business. Oh, do enough people come to Chopsticks? Maybe they would if they knew about it. They knew that it was great and they had great vegetarian options, which I'm very grateful for because my wife's a vegetarian as well. And, you know, just awareness is the greatest obstacle. And for a big fancy building in downtown Lafayette, you would think that people would be aware, but they're not. They remember it as a bank. They look at it and they say, oh, that's probably where, you know, the Lemoyne Company is or something like that. <laughs> so overcoming that basic awareness for the person who works in the office building across the street, the person who works in River Ranch and lives here, and for the person who lives and works in St. Mary Parish in Franklin, uh, but who otherwise, you know, on any given weekend could drive to town and come and see an amazing show and be back, you know, before dinner time. That's very surprising to me, too, because I struggle with it every day, and I'm very surprised yeah, to you have this you do. great idea and this lovely space. How do you make people aware of what it you do? It is so difficult. Uh, social media really is the biggest thing, and then people, it's, people find out from a grassroots type, friends telling friends, every, you know, Odds are, if you use repurposed materials, so do some of your friends. And so you spread it that way and say, hey, did you see this great place I just found? And bring them in, and next thing you know, they're coming to you, and they're bringing someone else. But it's a very slow process. And so do you have, like, a plan for your social media? Is it like, right, okay, this is a marketing plan that goes on for the next three months to educate people? Or is it just, hey, I like what this looks like, let me share that? It's pretty random. <laughs> It's pretty random. Every now and then we'll take a picture and say, hey, we have an awful lot of this stuff. Don't you want it? <laughs> and do you find most of your stuff is education? It's like, this is what we do. So it is education. 
when you boil it all down, it is educating the public on not getting rid of, or not uh, throwing things away that somebody else could be using. They're out there looking for it, and we're trying to be a central location for them to find those things. Because where, how else are you going to find it? How else are you going to come across And they that? could come downtown, give you some art supplies, make a picture, and go and see the ACA Absolutely. at the same time. Well, but I think you're, all, you're not just, you know, educating people about art itself, but it's about the broader, broader issue. And I think it's a huge problem that we have in our society. Because, I mean, the, the culture that we, you know, our lowercase culture especially, the culture, the life, the world that we build together is it lives in our physical spaces and when in especially our roadways and our riverways i mean these towns are where they are because first there was a river here and we traveled on the river second because there were roads here third and the, and the railroad as well and as though you know as our culture and our language and our ways of life moved along these pathways we also you know as we began to pollute them and litter them that just cycles right back into how we treat one another, how we treat, you know, our the place we live in. And I just think it's such it's such a poor reflection on on who we are. It's a shame. It is I love shame. that both of you are making it better though. Sam and Cindy, according to archaeologists and historians, we've been make, making art since we lived in caves and barely had language. I'm not sure back then whether cave walls had sponsors or whether other cave <laughs> people told cave artists they need to give it up and go and get a job. But we do know that throughout human history, art has played a role in our lives. Here in Acadiana, we're very aware of the importance of music and we're very proud of our visual arts and so Sam and Cindy it's no surprise that we have people with your credentials and your business and artistic imaginations working here thank you for everything you're doing for our community and thank you for both taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch wow thank you for having us thank you so much it's our pleasure my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Sam Oliver executive director of the Acadiana Center for the Arts and Cindy Axtell founder of Doozy and V Creative you can find out more about Sam and Cindy on their Adventures in the Arts by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page. You can get the show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can also keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live at Chopsticks Restaurant in Lafayette, where East meets Southwest. Authentic Chinese cuisine prepared with fresh local ingredients. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali Saloon. 
Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.